Welcome to a Panthers pre-game podcast on Panthers Radio. We've got a full team ahead of the weekend and looking back to last weekend, joined by Ken Feast, John O'Bullard and former Panthers netminder Dan Green. Good evening, all. Evening, everyone. Evening. So the weekend, three points out of four. I think based on the performance against Guildford, start with you, Greener. Uh, you know, that win in, you know, that win's been coming in five for, for a while. You felt it w- wasn't far away. They were unlucky not to get it against Guildford. Um, but the win against five coming from from three one down to, to win the game, fabulous turnaround. Um, they've been due that they've worked hard for it and, and they fully deserved that that moment last week. Yeah, like you said, coming from 3-1 down is almost a perfect way to do it. Um, you know, like you said, a, a dramatic comeback, but it was it was definitely coming after Saturday. You know, I think we could have easily had a four-point weekend. Um, I think probably are the two best games I've seen us play this year have both been against Guildford. Obviously, one was a win, one the overtime loss. Um, you know, especially being as short-benched as we were, um, I think getting three points this that you know last weekend was was an amazing you know um, result. Uh, like you said, obviously, ideally you want to get all four, but I think getting three is great. And obviously, traveling all the way up to five early face-off, short benched, down three-one, and come back to win. There's not much more you can ask for. And the way they celebrated Ken at the end, I saw them with quite a few of them raise their arms to the air. And normally, when you win a game, you know, unless it's a dramatic game, it's probably a few pats on the backs. But, you know, quite a few of the guys raised their sticks and and, and so on and, and threw their arms in the air. They they clearly needed it and they clearly, you know, um, I mean, you were emotional about it. It clearly meant something to a lot of people. I think it's um, it was emotional. I don't mind saying it. I, I was a mess when because I just it's just the release of so much emotion and feeling and um, another step another milestone on this unprecedented journey that everybody's on and yeah what you might consider it it, it was just in so many ways it was it was just huge from a psychological from a morale from a making progress point of view battling against adversity injury you know just yeah, I, it was very, I found it, yeah, well, I tweeted exactly what my thoughts, so you can see my feed, it was a, it was a great character performance and I, such, you know, I've never, I've never felt as proud as to get, to come out of a weekend with, with, you know, a point, let alone three. And it was, Jono, it was great to see, I mean, as, as I say, we, People just tuning into this and not knowing what's going on, would we think we were, we were talking about Panthers' first win. Obviously, when they came back to play, they, they got a couple of great wins, not, none more so, of course, than in Cardiff. And then the, the game that Green had talked about, one of the better performances of the season at home to Guildford. But they, they'd hit that skid, that that run, you know, those those losses with injury after injury. It felt like every period someone was getting injured. And and they went short bench to five. I mean, five probably only had one or two extra players, but it was still short bench. They lost Joe Hazeldine for probably the final, what, 10 minutes, eight minutes. But it but it meant so much. And, and also, you know, that you could see that around the league, it, it was unusual to get congratulations from Steelers fans, but that, that happened. Um, I think, you know, that, that rivalry now is very different to the one that we that we knew all those years ago and, and and obviously in October that changed and forever, you know, it will be a new rivalry between, you know, very different and 
caring one, I guess. But no, my point is, is, is it was interesting to see across the league what people thought about that moment. Yeah. Um, well, we had uh, old Doomsday Gadsby who told us that, <laughs> that we'd never lost uh, eight in a row before on, on on Saturday night in the Elite League era. Uh, so we needed that win desperately. And the thing is, we've been so unlucky. Every single player has given every bit of themselves over the past few months. On the Everything has been left on the ice and we just cannot seem to catch a break. So it meant so much, that victory. It was more than just winning two points. It was, it was a bit... In, in this season, the way it's been, it was a, an incredible milestone. Uh, and I, like Ken, I was incredibly emotional once the final hooter went on Sunday night. And I think an awful lot of people were around the Panthers fan base. Uh, and and it just goes to show the affinity that there is for the for this team and this group of players. Uh, and, you know, they, they deserve that so much. They And they needed that so much. And then to see fans from other teams offering their congratulations, because they, they know how tough it's been for us and what a tough time we've, we've been through. So, so to get that meant an awful lot. And... I, I was just so, so pleased that we managed to get that monkey off our backs and get uh, get a win. And you could, and uh, at the end of the game, you saw how much it meant to the meant to the players. But they were so exhausted they could barely raise their arms in celebration. But yeah, great, great to see, great to great to get a win. And players, um, Ken, you know, standout players. You, you, it's hard to single players out when they're on such a kind of remarkable journey that that you know that's just never happened before but let's just pick a few pointers out Matthew LeMay just continues to add you know great goals to his ever-growing sort of quest of goals I think he's he's you know after leading the league early season obviously for understandable reasons he fell behind I think he's fourth or fifth now but two belters on on Sunday night oh it's I mean, I love the look of that pass on the power play and an absolute cannon just coming in from from LeMay. And yeah, just, yeah, that's... When, pe- when, pe- when people are when spectating and shouting, shoot, that's exactly what they mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, LeMay does it, doesn't he? L- a lovely goal as well from, from Hugo, had control of that puck for a long time in the offensive circle. So, Jono, you, you've... You've often brought up Hugo Roy. I know you're a massive fan. That that was a great goal on on Sunday. Superb goal. The way he just held onto it, held onto it, waited for the opportunity to take the shot and just placed it beautifully into the top corner. Really, really great goal. Uh, And, yeah, he he has been one of the standouts over the past few weeks. He's scoring a lot of points, a lot of important goals. He, He is very, very important to this Panthers team. Greener, just looking ahead to the weekend, uh, a, a favourite, I think, amongst fans and players, doubleheader to Belfast. Belfast have clearly had enough of their poor start to the season and, and they've got reinforcements in by the plenty. What what do Panthers have to do to go in there and, and get two points, four points or, or something? What 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 Panthers got to do this weekend? Well, I mean, it's, it's obviously going to be a big ask, you know, um, even if Belfast are obviously on a bit of a poor, you know, poor run and, and had a big dip from last season, you know, 
going there for two games in two nights is going to be tough. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have a few bodies back. I don't think we know exactly who's going to be back, but we'll definitely have, you know, obviously the the, uh, the new signing in, and then hopefully one or two off the injury table. Um, but yeah, it's it's always difficult in Belfast. You know, both of us have obviously had a bit of a dip in form the last few weeks, but um, I'm sure they have a. Um, a loud crowd as always. Um, it'll just be going in there probably the first 10 minutes. They'll be under the cosh a little bit. But, you know, the last few weekends has been some real positives. You know, Rock's playing really well. Like you said, guys like LeMay, Hugo Wah playing well. Hopefully a few uh, players back from injury. Um, I think it's just, it's a stepping stone. I think it's almost like our season starts now, really. You know, we've had the big win. We're getting a few guys back. It's just about getting the belief from that big win and just trying to, you know, we're obviously not going to win every game the rest of the season, but just trying to build, slowly build and, uh, you know, obviously be, be in good form going into the playoffs. So hopefully it can start with um, at least a few points this weekend. Interesting about, I'm going to ask you about Felix Paré, Ken, in a, in a minute, but interesting that Panthers are going to have to uh, take one import player out of the lineup in addition to a netminder. There's now one too many outskaters. So if if all the imports are fit for the for the weekend or the non-British trained players, should I say, um, the, there will be an outskater not playing this weekend. Simon Dupre is is hopefully he's back in training and and so too, um, um, so too is um, Austin Farley. Austin Farley, that's the, the name I was searching for. So with 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 Farley back in training and and, and also with Simon Dupre, um, you know that 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 means that they're edging closer to return. You know that I know the medical staff are hopeful on the weekend that there will be players back in the lineup. How many we shall wait and see. So yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see which player. If they're off it, you know, that's a big if this weekend, you know, would not play in the lineup. But Ken, you know, going back to my original point, Felix Paré, um, you know, seems a, a, a guy that isn't afraid to get stuck in. His, his face-off winning stats were something the club took, talked about. Seeing a bit of action online, he can throw a hit, he can fight. Uh, how much he will fight here, who, who knows, as, as, as we all talk about this, this you know, the, the fighting side of the game in the UK is certainly dwindle. But how much you see, you know, looking forward to seeing what he brings, Ken? Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, you know, we, we've talked about this before. Nottingham is a, it's a real kind of, you know, hardworking blue collar place. And, and they love to see somebody that's going to bring the energy and bring that physical edge as well. And I think that's something that, you know, that will definitely improve us as a team. Not, you know, like I say days of signing an out and out enforcer are, are gone and the game's moved on and it's faster now. But, you know, he's Paris, a young guy. He's, he's coming in to, to do a job. And I think, you know, hopefully he fits in well with the, with the group and they see him coming, adding that physical presence and a, and a bit of, I guess, you know, a bit of that sort of, our guy, you know, that sort of one that you look to, you know, is he going to do something? What's going to happen? It's just going to, when we need that physical edge, when we need that big hit, when we need that, you know, don't mess with us sort of scenario. If you have to drop the glove, you know, just give, having that backup, which I think instantly makes all our players taller and, and stronger. And, and it just all breeds a, a culture of, of, of just, we won't, we won't back down and we won't be pushed around. And I'll, I love that. I can't wait for the first time, to be honest, that he, uh, 
he throws them down with somebody and uh, the roof comes off the motor point. I mean, I'm going to go off tangent a bit here because you talked about those characters and you, you talked about those, you know, Dodie Wood. Uh, they're, they're probably people you're talking about. Barry Nykar, Jason Clark, Cam know, Jansen. Cam Jansen. I'll, I'll go since you made that point and I'm going to go around each of you. You know, are there, are there less characters in, in the game today? Or are, are, are people do people just look in, in the wrong... You know, a character... Cam Jansen just epitomised what you talk about in a character. You know, not not only was he was sticking for his teammates, you know, he, he was a true gent off the ice, but I, I don't think that, that you know, it felt like all the sort of tough guys were, were gents off the ice and had a lot of time for the fans. But but are the characters in, in different ways now? Or did you think there's less characters in the sport? Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I think, well, you, you know, you look at, then you sort of look at the different type of characters. Then you think about characters like David Ling. Um, you know, there the, are the, the, the different breed. I, to be honest, I mean, my sort of, I think, quiet character on the team that I sort of think, yeah, I think you're you're annoying a lot of people on the other team. And I look at it and I think, yeah, you're doing a good job of just annoying you know doing the right do, doing the right stuff to get under the opposition skin is western michelle, western I think michelle yeah a, yeah i think he's a character and i think he uh i can imagine you probably wouldn't want to play against him yeah yeah but it but it, it's interesting that that those characters that that we grew up watching and and those big names in panthers past they don't have those types of characters, but that's not to say it. And Jono, you, you know, you've watched Panthers for millions of years. You know, do, do you get do you get the same satisfaction out of, let's say, seeing Cam Jansen rough someone up or start a fight as you might get from Hugo Roy scoring a great goal? They're different things, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you get a similar amount of pleasure from from both of them, but that but they are. are different things in, in oh come in, on in, no come in, on, no 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 but but in, no 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 sorry, but they are sorry, they are different things scoring mean, a goal is completely it depends on the context of the game if someone go, so say you're two nil down and you want someone to go in and rub someone up to give the team a kick absolutely but if you you're you're, tell, you're telling me that it's i think it's the when it is in the game i think is what you're saying but i mean yeah. come on Sure, there's no there's no comparison to that is that moment where two guys have just like you think this is on, this is happening, the hairs go genuinely on the back of your neck and you think not gonna win you a league championship though, is it? No. But uh, but actually you do make a good point, Ken. But the thing is I also think that now because it happens so rarely, it's more it's a spectacle. I think I think back back, back, is, back when I was started watching, you get three fights a game, yeah. and that that's no exaggeration. And that's you, and that's that's just before you got into the ring. Yeah, <laughs> that was at warm up. Yeah, but 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 you was right. It, it used to ha it used to happen. So especially at the old place, it, it was you was more or less guaranteed a fight. Every Panther Steelers game at the old place, it was there was generally a mass brawl after a couple of minutes. It was. It just used to happen a lot. I think now because it doesn't happen 
well, you, you, I think you're lucky to get a fight a month, a fight every six games, to be honest. Yeah. And I think because because it's so rare, I think that makes it more of a spectacle now. Um, but but going going back to it, going back to what you said, I mean, the, the characters, Bruce Richardson, whenever he used to skate around, I mean, he, he was a great player to watch and he used to wind people up. Uh, and there's been players on, on other teams. I mean, I, I was... Couldn't stand Brendan Connolly when he played for the Steelers, but he was very effective for them. He used to wind the opposition up, but I, I think those sort of characters are are sort of coming out of the game now to be replaced by players who play with more skill, such as Hugo Wah, who will pick up a puck, go around a load of players, and slap it into the top corner. I don't think you get those players who really get under each other's skin anymore. I'll come on yeah. to you in a minute because Green is sat there getting bored. But I just want to, I enjoyed this little interlude between I, two. I, Ken, you made a, I, an interesting point. I just want to, I'm intrigued. What did you get? I think the answer should be obvious, but what did you get more satisfaction of? The, the, the skill of Nottingham Panthers winning the league title that year or the drama of a bench clearance against Sheffield or... Or, or something like that, you know. Okay, so what I'm not saying, I'm not talking here about staged pantomime, not pantomime, you know, that sort of two enforcers just like start of the game, drop the gloves because that's, you know, we're setting the... T I'm not talking about... I'm talking about genuine kind of... I mean, you said, you know, it, it doesn't win your league titles. I think Lapin Le, Le would like argue with that, I'm sure. Um, because you know he was pretty, he was pretty key that season, and you know he certainly, he certainly what? dropped the gloves a few times. Yeah, that alone so, poses my point. But you're, you're fair, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, well, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I just think in the context of it, I think it's the X factor that raises. I I talk a lot. About, and, and about energy and, and how much energy is there and controlling the ball of energy and feeling the ball of energy. And when the energy's there, it, other good things happen. And so it's about that positive energy or that buzz in the arena that comes from a lot of different aspects, great runs of play on the ice, great passing, great skill, great control, big hits, physicality that then... When the goal comes at the end of that from Hugo War, it's even more exciting. But it's it's a, I think it's just an element that for me, I still not, like need to see as part of my overall hockey experience to get the overall buzz. And I enjoy the goals more when the physicality is there. That's kind of what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think you can look at them in isolation as to say which do you enjoy more because I think it's I enjoy the package more when those elements are working together. I think, I think we had that once last season, didn't we? When uh, was it? Gagnon had the fight with Mark Lewis of Cardiff, yeah. Uh, early in that, early in that game, and then I think ninety seconds, two minutes later, Jordan Kelsall scores, and and yeah. the place was absolutely rocking. Yes. Well, yes. well, there you go. Well, you you two make a great point there. Let's go into the room and ask Greener. Greener is uh, are they hitting on something here that like? You know, a, a, even though a fight, I mean, look, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate a lot here because I'm I'm hosting it. So, you know, but can a can a fight 
set a tone for a win? You know, is it that simple that a fight can set, or, 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 or a bit of physical play, a big hit on the boards or, or some intimidation? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, like, like Ken always says, I think, you know, in our building, if there's a big hit early or a little bit of mixing it up or maybe a fight, the crowd get involved, the crowd noise goes up, then the players get up because of it. And, you know, like you said with the um, Mark Lewis and Gags thing last year, it's you'd see it all the time. Like, you know, when I was I was first playing here, it would happen all the time. Leppy or someone would have a fight early, the crowd would be going nuts and then we would feed off it and we would inevitably take the lead. Um, or if we were struggling and we were behind in a game... Kelsey Wilson would cripple someone or, you know, <laughs> it floof at the mascot in Cardiff or like something. <laughs> and like, it would get the crowd going and the players feed off the crowd. I mean, obviously it helps the players because it gives them that bit of confidence, but it just brings noise into the building. And as soon as everybody gets up, you know, Cam Jansen would put someone through the glass and all of a sudden, like the place is erupting and you just feed off of it. It's just the energy. So it's, you know, I certainly don't think you need it all the time, every game, necessarily on the road. But if you start off sluggishly or you're trying to get a spark in, in the rink, in the room, you know, a, a guy stepping up with a big hit or a fight can, can undoubtedly spark the boys. Yeah, I, I, I've always said that the, the, the noise for a fight still to this day at the Motor Point Arena is louder, I think, than a goal. Oh, um, yeah. And, and you can argue whether that's correct or not. And, and you know, but it's it's a fact, you know. It's an absolute fact that when the app that you, you know, Ken, you've all summed it up. You know, when you get that anticipation, when those gloves are dropped, and that roar of anticipation, um, people will tell you that you know. I have conversations with people that like that say hockey needs to stop using fighting as a as a as a tool to sell itself and and that's a different debate probably for a different podcast when we've we, we've got a bit more time but th th there is you know th there is no debating and you're all nodding here that yeah the noise for a fight and they and Jono's right it, it happens once every six weeks you know once every five weeks if that you know we had well I think we had three in pre-season against Sheffield in one game and and then there's barely been any since you know and the ones I mean Anderson had one didn't he on Saturday but, yeah. not, but, um, it, but it was like over it was like over. yeah 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 you know and and i think i'm with you ken like i don't i even though those spectacle ones were fun because you normally got wind they were gonna happen so people mm. like, the amount of times i'll be like i'll make sure you're in the seat at face off and you know <laughs> oh, like Ray, Ray should be bringing around someone's like wrist guards and putting them in the in yeah. the penalty bench. She'd be like, "Heads yeah. up, there's something yeah. gonna happen." At the face off. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't that odd one where um where Danny Myers ended up t going toe to toe with a stealer. Woman Nadir <laughs> was about to fight somebody at center eyes at the face off, and then it was a TV game, and then suddenly Danny Myers fought someone. Remember that yeah, one? It was it was Nottingham Sheffield. Yeah. And and Danny was trying to fight thinner, I think. Yeah. And he sort of dropped the gloves. Thinner didn't want to get involved with that. And then somewhere else, I think, yeah, Crookshank and the Durr started fighting. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. 
but they they were the sort of things that was two at face off and 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 they were contrived but but yeah it, it's it was, it, when Sean McMorrow was here that it used to happen yeah. a lot and he, he oh, always yeah. used, I remember being in Belfast the sheriff, the sheriff. Yeah. I remember him being in Belfast for a game and it was always at face-off and he's and McMorrow is starting and Bruce Richardson is lined up next to him. And I, I'm sort of in the way stand in, in Belfast going, oh, God, Bruce, please don't do it. You're going to get hurt. <laughs> and, and thankfully, it, it didn't happen. But, but Bergen well, did. Bergen fought McMorrow, to be fair. Play to he, he fought him a couple everyone. of times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bergen fought everyone. Fair play to him. There weren't many that fought McMorrow, but but Bergen did. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 I, I, it just it's it fascinates me that debate, and and it, it's just interesting, you, you know. And and there's clearly a a new you know there's newer fans. You can tell we all look at social media. There's newer fans who probably aren't used to that side of things, and you wonder whether they saw that, whether they would appreciate that. We we come from an era that, that saw the fights and, and now it's less happening. And you just wonder now whether the fans that perhaps have been coming in the past five years, you know, they see the skill on offer and, and would the fights be something they well, wouldn't enjoy? Well, I, I remember when Sean McMurray was at Dundee and we was playing the early season when Alec, Alex Penner played for us. And it was pretty obvious they were, were going to go. And, and I, I, I know you like sort of... Uh, Eight, eight or nine of my friends went up to Dundee on a Sunday night because they knew they was going to see uh, Sean McMorrow against Alex Penner. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, but you know, that's that's that. I mean, that's going back to the days of like proper role player, like yeah. You know, so you don't so you good. don't you don't get that now. You don't get that anymore. There's that that sort of player has been pretty much eradicated. You can't afford I mean, to have a player that. You can't, I was yeah. going to say, you can't afford to have a player now that can't play hockey. No. Yeah. No, we, we, I mean, I talk about it, it was like, he almost came with instructions, which is when I dropped the gloves, it's like Steve, who was the DJ at the time, was like, had to play Walk by Pantera. That's like, that's what you have, that's almost like in his contract that that has to happen. So it's like, just like stuff like that, awesome. <laughs> so fun, you know, but. Marina, did you ever, did you ever have any goalie fights? I didn't know. I kept well away from that. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't really even have any opportunity. But I mean, I can't really think of any any games where anything like that happened. But no, it's probably not really a good idea for me, is it, to get involved in that? Let's be honest. I remember Jeff Walhouse leaving his crease, trying to have a fight against somebody, and and, and only just making it past the halfway line. Joe Delayman. Remember that one? It was Joe Delayman for Chef. It was wasn't it? it was, was the playoff game uh, where we got quite heavily beaten by them? Two thousand and six, possibly. Yeah, I think Mike Blaisdell was coach. It was um, a line brawl. There was a line brawl, wasn't there? And then Greener, uh, Greener, uh, House tried to come, and he only got to about just past the halfway line, and then he's got because yeah, he got because he just replaced Curtis Crookshank. Yeah, <laughs> Curtis Crookshank had to go back in because. Uh, Je Woolley got thrown out yeah. for leaving his crease. And I don't think he even threw a punch. He literally got just past the halfway line and then I think Lehman didn't go and then the referee just ushered him down the tunnel. <laughs> Which was brilliant. Well, I, I, had to, uh, I had to go in net a few times because the other goalie fought, but yeah, it was never me. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, but but 
That that game, uh, you went in net when Killer fought. Well, well no, Killer yeah. got injured. He didn't fight, did he? Killer got injured. Yeah, in Coventry in the bench clearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you not? Did you not tussle? Did you hold on to someone in that game? Then you didn't fight. Well, no. As soon as I got on, like Thomas Murdy, who was there backup, was just right there with me. We were just like wheeling around watching, basically. Um, but yeah, I yeah. think we both knew we were going to go in the game, so it's like. Obviously, because yeah. their goalie was fighting, so he knew he was going in. So yeah, their goalie. Cameraman, offered... cameraman, pan left, pan left. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. the goalie offered Lapine out. Did did their goalie go in the box and then offer Lapine out from the box? Yeah, yeah, not uh, not a good idea. No, no. Danny Myers got quite a few game ban in that one as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, Danny Myers, you want send into hell for that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> About to take it to the Olympic Games, Danny Myers. He under, he'd be under 16 to go to the Youth Olympic Games. In a, oh, probably it's a three, three on three, isn't it? Three on three tournament, yeah. yeah. Danny Myers about, I think that gets underway in in under two weeks now. So, uh, so yeah. Well, there you go. Look, I'm, I'm glad we went on for Tangent. That was fun. We should do that more often. Um, and, uh, yeah, guys, thanks very much for joining us. We'll be back probably in midweek now next week to look ahead to uh, to Belfast again. Let's hope we have something to talk about. So we, uh, yeah, Belfast, <laughs> Belfast at home and somebody on the road. Come on, who's who's got the who's got the fixtures in great? It's it's uh, Glasgow in midweek. Oh, Season ticket holders can bring up to two friends for five pounds. Seats, seats are going well for a lot of games at the moment. Uh, Belfast at home already over half full. Sheffield Away at Dundee on the Sunday. Uh, oh. in a couple of uh, Saturdays is two thirds full and uh, as I mentioned any season ticket holders who are listening don't forget you can bring up to two friends for £5 each of that game against Glasgow uh, okay guys oh yeah by, by next week or the, the week after we might have a GB squad as well to talk about GB of course playing in the Olympic qualifiers in uh, Cardiff in a, in a few weeks uh, it'll be really fascinating um, to see. Don't forget Cardiff in the Continental Cup this weekend. That happens this weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good luck, Cardiff. Oh, and finally, I think this season we've paid out over £3,000 in the Seal Fire Protection Vault as well. And Arthur, we don't know yet whether he's put his deposit down on his car. That was great, <laughs> Ken. What a, what a great moment. It was awesome. It, it, just, was... it was like, it was the only thing you could have said, like, different. It's, like, it's like that, I'm going to Disneyland moment. You know, it's like, yeah. What, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to buy a car. I mean, I was thinking, that's so much money to that child. Like, that yeah. is so much money. Well, yeah. 1,100 <laughs> quid. I'm going to buy a car. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, he could have my car because my car, how bad it is, it would really cost him about, I'd sell it to him for 50 quid. So, you know, <laughs> but I don't think Arthur, if you're listening, you can yeah. have a car and change. <laughs> yeah, a car and change. I don't think he'd want to be seen in my car, though. <laughs> the bashed out box or Safira. Uh, great one, guys. Great to catch up with you. And uh, we'll speak to everyone again next week.